All of you are searching for significance. You're searching for a purpose. There is a passion and a yearning that says to you, there's more to this. There's more to this. God never intended for us to just exist. God provided for each and every one of us an opportunity to do something that He has positioned us to do. You have a call on your life. It's my passion to see you connect with your passion. It'll change your life. Hey guys, and welcome back. We actually are just coming to the end of a Destiny Tribe class that I've been teaching for the last several weeks. And it's been a tremendous time. We've really had some great opportunities to speak into people's lives and see them get clarity on who they are and the assignment of God for their life. And it's been very profound. There's been some amazing suddenly moments and God moments. And we, we have been absolutely enthralled with what has been taking place. Well, today I wanted to just uh, talk about a particular topic that I do address in this class, and it's actually one of my favorites because it, it almost comes out of left field, but it causes people to really look at themselves and to do an introspection of who they are and why they are the way they are. And the particular um, part of this, I think it's in session four or five, it's called Unpack Your Bags. And you know when you go on vacation and you have a tremendous amount of fun and you come home and you're like, oh, this was a great time and this and so on. And then you look at the luggage and it's like, oh my gosh, now I got to unpack all this stuff. I got to have clean clothes for tomorrow. And so you start rifling through and putting out the stuff in the laundry. And then you start hanging up the stuff that you took, that, that you took the time to pack, but you never wore. You never needed it. It was a, a, a futile effort. It's like, oh, man, you know, I didn't need that extra two pair of shoes or I didn't need that extra coat. The weather was great and so on. And what happens is that you carry a lot more baggage than you actually need. So as time goes on and you become more more adapted to the places that you go, you pack less and less because you know, hey, if I need something and I can always get it there, but I don't need to take all this extra stuff. And we 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 started off in one of the sections talking about seasons, that every season that you go through, there usually is a jettisoning of certain things in your life, certain access baggage that you don't need. And how do we arrive at that? How do we take those things that are in our life that could be hindering us even when we may not even know it? Well, during this session when we talk about unpacking bags, we first address the the concept, oh, maybe concept's not the word, but we address the person's culture. And what I mean by that, I'm not necessarily talking about ethnicity, 
but I'm talking about the environment where a person is raised, where they're born into and raised as a child. And it's during those particular seasons, during those events in a, a young child's life, that certain things can get imposed upon them. I mean, good things, positive things, but unfortunately, there are some negative and some bad things that get presented to a, to a child where they're in a situation that can negatively impact who they are as a person and remain as a memory in their life. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic that we, we, we come into the church, we come into the body of Christ with all this baggage, and God knows that we're coming in with all this baggage. But as I mentioned in the last podcast, our spirit is made brand new when we accept Christ, but then we still have to work out that salvation daily. And it's a it's a, a, a taking off of that baggage and those clothes that are have become an unnecessary weight and the hindrance to our lives. And so I have the people in the class really begin to look at themselves from from the outside in and ask them, you know, what what is it and why is it that you respond and do things a certain way? Or why do you act a specific way when certain pressure is put on certain aspects of your life? Like say you you had a, a difficult time with your parents growing up or a person within the family or an authority figure that really gave you a difficult time and a hard time. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it had to be in your childhood. It could be something that was, you know, done in your in your later years or maybe as a teenager that you had a teacher just really push against you and give you an attitude. Or maybe it was a police officer or somebody in some level, some capacity that uh, lorded over you and left some indelible mark. So that when you're at work, your boss gives you a hard time and he may be a decent guy or a decent girl or whatever, but all of a sudden you have this animosity, you have this rage, you have this anger towards this person just because they said a certain thing or put in maybe your understanding an unreasonable expectation from you. So you start hitting back or rebuking that. You, you become very animated or very vocal in your delivery or, or your response. So why have you done that? to that person who really has no or has had no negative effect in your life except for this one situation. Well, it does stem back to the incident that happened to you when you were younger or when you were, it was earlier on in life. And we need to be able to find out or ask the why to these situations. Once you can find the why, you can understand who you are, what it is, and why you do respond the way that you do in certain situations. And I, I know for me, I think I've talked about this in prior podcasts, that I had a teacher slap me in the face when I was a very young boy. So when, <laughs> when I 
began to move into a place of standing before people and speaking, that was a very, very difficult place and time for me until I actually broke through that picture of me being slapped by somebody in a position of authority in front of the whole class, embarrassing the absolute snot out of me, that there was no way that you'd ever find me standing in, standing up in front of anybody else at any point in my life. Well, when you're called to that, then you have to break through and push through those negative thoughts and what people think about you and how if you mess up on a word that you're going to become ridiculed and disappointed and embarrassed and just tossed to the side. And it's those kind of mindsets that are created in the environment and the culture where we're raised. And addressing that why, addressing that one thing that causes you to react a specific way when everything is in right alignment to get you ticked off. And again, addressing that why do you do what you do in this type of situation will help you get clarity and move through that one hurdle that could be impeding your progress into the future assignment that God has for you. And I, I know that when I was younger, I had to, I came in contact with a lot of negative things as a child, as, as a son to a mother and father, and as an individual, as a pupil at school. I mean, I had a lot of stuff hitting me on all sides. And it, it came about, it kind of resurrected itself in my later years when I was presented with things to do. And, you know, even as of late, I, I continually ask my wife, how was what I did tonight? How was my, uh, how was the class? How did it come across? Did I mess up or mix up or make a mistake? How would you do it different? And my wife's words were like, you know this stuff. Why do you continually question what you do? And, you know, even at, a, even at my age, I have to really recognize and push back those things that would try to uh, diminish me as a person. And it stems back all the way back into my childhood and in my early and later teens. I mean, it's there's something to be said about effects that happen to you that become implanted in your thinking and in your mind that just appear always at the wrong time and in the wrong place, where you're trying to do something good, and all of a sudden you're like you fall flat on your face, and then it takes you a month to recover because you continually beat yourself up or you criticize yourself, or you just simply start making statements, I'm never doing that again, I'm so stupid. Well, that's one aspect of allowing unnecessary baggage in our lives to continue to repeat that dialogue that diminishes us as an individual. And to get beyond that is may not be as simple as, as it sounds, because it is a work that needs to be a discipline in our lives where we say, okay, today I am not going to engage into a 
a, a persona of failure. Today, I am not going to allow that videotape to play of me being a young girl or a young boy when I made a mistake in front of a lot of people because I've got a presentation to do today, and if somebody laughs, I'm going to fall to pieces. I am not going to go into that particular vein of failure today. It takes effort. It takes a strong person to recognize this is why I'm doing this because of this particular event in my life. And, you know, when, when we look at the particular culture that we're raised in, this time we can look at, at ethnicity. I mean, I was raised in England. So when I was within that culture, when I was in that heritage there, I was perceived, because I'm English, as somebody with little to no emotion, somebody that doesn't go around hugging and kissing people on the cheek, because that's not necessarily, at least back when I was a kid over there, that wasn't something that was ordinarily done. You shook hands, and that was it. An embrace, oh my gosh, you, you barely get an embrace from your parents, let alone from anybody else in the family. And so when I came to America, and my, my wife is an American girl, and she's from an Italian family. Once I moved into this family dynamic, I'm like, who are you people? You're hugging and you're kissing and you're, you, you, you want to talk a lot and you're very, very emotional and you're very loud. And so I moved from one culture, from one ethnicity to the next, and I'm like, this this is freaking me out. You you people, I'm married. Why are these cousins coming up to me and giving me a big hug and a kiss on the cheek? Can't you see that that's my wife over there? But it was just, it was just that position that I took in life because of what I've come out of, and it happens with everybody and anybody. And so, unfortunately, we paint people with the brush that we're supposed to be carrying that everybody's supposed to act and respond like we are, but. Getting back to the why. That's a key, a key word in your life. If you can answer the why, why do I do this? Why do I say that? Why am I this way? Why do I think this way? Why do I walk this way? Why do I carry myself this way? Why do I respond when I feel like I'm being pushed into a corner or pressured to do something? Why is it that I either break down into some fetal position or why is it that I come out swinging and, and cussing and wanting to kick people in the gut? And why is it that I become very vocal and bitter and angry? Why? It's these key things in your life that can help you move forward and advance casting off that excess baggage. Now, when we move beyond this cultural environment, when we establish certain rules and regulations in our families that have been imposed upon us, we, we actually create a value system by which we operate. And, you know, for me, in my life, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, and it took me many, many, many years before I understood and recognized what was going on in my life. Back again, back to the whys 
of why I would do certain things a certain way. And it was because of some negative behaviors that I picked up, negative values that had been instilled into my life from um, not necessarily having a lot of love and compassion from my parents, even though they love me, I still had difficulty understanding how that felt in my life. And especially with having an absent father, I, I suffered greatly with rejection and abandonment. And so my value system was trying to look for that in other authority figures that were specifically male that I never garnished or garnered any response or any healthy response from that. And when you have that messing with your mind, when you have that as a dialogue that seems to repeat in your head on a constant basis, when you do something for somebody that represents an authority figure in your life and you don't get a reciprocation of well done, great job, awesome, that I couldn't have done it without you, when you don't get that affirmation, then you can respond negatively to a person, to a boss, to a coworker, to a family friend, to even somebody on television that all of a sudden represents that character that you've come out of that you know to be negative. All of a sudden you hate this person on television and you don't even know them, but they are acting out a character that has negatively impacted your life. Again, once you can answer the why, you can answer so many questions and you can push through and identify what the issues are in your life. And this, this presented itself in the class and people were very engaged. People were thinking, they were looking and they were like, okay, I get this. I understand it. And so, you know, this, <laughs> this is a freebie to you. I don't usually go into a lot of detail by certain uh, passages that I teach in this class, but I felt it very necessary because we're in a time and a place that we are going to be advancing, and I believe advancing quickly, into the assignments that God's called us to do. Now, it is our responsibility, it's not God's responsibility, to recognize these things in our lives and to get help, to get assistance, to get people that believe in us to come alongside us and help uh, guide us and help hold up our arms and be somebody that is a great listener, but also somebody that can be very truthful with you. Because we all have blind spots and we all do things that we shouldn't do. And the only people that don't, don't recognize them are us. We're very good at pointing problems out in other people's lives, but we are very slow to see them in our lives. And, you know, this, this, this is some, a subject that we can continue on and talk about possibly in the next podcast as well. But I wanted to just leave this with you, that when we deal with culture and environment and the values that we, are, that we grow up in and that have been imposed upon our lives— and like, let, let, you know, let me just back up right to the beginning. Some of it is very, very, very good. Some of it can be very, very, very bad. So asking and answering the whys 
to what's going on in your life right now, why you do what you do is going to help change you in a significant, powerful way. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to make the change with the tools and information that you have. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. It was a good one. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Paul Barrett. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us and continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page, The Destiny Tribe. You can also visit us at www.thedestinytribe.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast series, please make sure that you subscribe to it. Thank you.